was just praying the Holy Spirit. <laughs> glory, 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 glory. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Fresh empowering, fresh quickening, fresh imparting and anointing to stand in this land. Glory, glory, glory. Land of the free, home of the brave. And if you be strong and very courageous, you will see good days. Just remain, remain, stay. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> oh, God is so rich. If you came in with a need, just receive it today. He's the God of breakthroughs and miracles, and he's in this place. If you need healing in your body or your family or your marriages and there's reconciliation, there's been bitterness and offense, and you want that out and gone for good, just raise your hand online if that's you in Jesus' precious name and say, I'm free and free indeed. He who the sun sets free is free indeed. I speak healthy marriages in this family, in this body, in Christ. Health. Health to all your flesh. One flesh. One body. In Christ Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for renewing marriages. For resurrecting marriages. In Jesus' precious name. Stay with me and I'll get the job done, say the Lord. You won't have to worry. You won't have to fret or fear. I'm near. I'm near. Just stay here. I'll supply the needs. I'll supply your wants. The desires of your heart you shall have. Just stay near with me. And everything will be all right. turn around and give someone a hug and tell him to love him. God is love. We love you. Thank you for coming this morning. We bless you. Thank you for tuning in on Facebook and online. We love you guys. Jesus is Lord. Amen. Thank you, Arthur and Andre. Amen. Well, the Spirit's here this morning. Amen. <laughs> say, this, say this with me. The spirit of grace is resting in this place. And I can receive all I need from heaven. Amen. Let's pray together in unity, shall we? Where two or three are gathered, I'm here in their midst, Jesus said. And where two or three agree on anything, it shall be done. Lord, we take authority over this governor of California. In the precious name of Jesus. 
I know you're working on them. Lord, quicken them. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for making us long-suffering, the fruit of the Spirit, and developing us. We give you all the praise for patience and long-suffering, but Lord, quicken them. Send laborers into his harvest. Open the eyes of his understanding that they may be enlightened. Lord, as we act on your word, we receive blessings from above. And you hasten your word to perform it for us as well. So Lord, we pray for all our enemies. We do good to those who abuse us or try to afflict us or persecute us. We bless and curse not, and we get rewarded because of it. So, Father, thank you. We bless him and his family. We bless this land. We bless this nation. Your people on earth, heaven on earth, heaven's economy, heaven's economics coming forth, heaven's verbiage, and plan. Thank you, Lord, for moving in this land and doing oh so much. <laughs> Exposing fraud day after day after day. 2020 is a complete year of exposure and perfect vision so that people may see clearly, separating light from darkness. 2020 vision. Thank you, Lord, for complete exposure in your nation. And oh, what days ahead because of it. For when the righteous reign, the people rejoice. And there's a lot of rejoicing going on right now because we know who's won. And we have the victory in Christ Jesus. Lord, we thank you for a praying, righteous president in the White House. We bless him and his family, Donald Trump and all those around him. In Jesus' precious name, we stand with him and ignite our faith with his and stand. We thank you, Lord, that righteousness reigns in this place and that he is carrying out executive orders as outlined in the word for the end times more than any other president has. So keep on using this man. We play a perfect hedge of protection around him. No evil shall befall him, nor shall any plague come near his dwelling. And Lord, use us more than you ever have. In prayer and in discernment, and in praying in the Holy Spirit, and great blessings shall occur on earth, just as they are in heaven. Thank you, Lord, for the gift of speaking and praying in other tongues. Or it says, be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. Amen, amen. Well, good morning, everybody. Good, <laughs> Isn't he rich? Isn't he good? God is so good. <laughs> Say, God is good. <laughs> and so am I. Because he's good, we're good all the time. Amen. Praise God forevermore. Well, where do we begin, Father? Glory to God. The title of this message is The Last Adam. The Last Adam. And I hope this comes forth greatly. The Lord's been dealing with me this on this all week. So praise God forevermore that it comes forth unchecked and unhindered. And that people get fed and delivered and set free today online. And in this place and everywhere around this place. In Jesus' name. He is so big. Amen. One word from heaven can change your city. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. You are a light on a hill that cannot be snuffed out. Before we begin, Terry Mize texted me this morning, and he just asked me to give a shout-out for his orphanages. He's taken up offerings for Christmas for his orphans, and it's a great cause, and it's been in effect for a long time. Last time he was here, we gave into him building uh, six welder wells at an orphanage in Romania, and they did that, and it's a blessing. Um, but um, if we're going to just take up an offering for him every week till Christmas. And just bless his orphans and orphanages all around the world. So praise God for that work. And he's a man of the word, a man of integrity. So the money goes where he says. Amen. If you'd like to give into that until Christmas, you can. 
I think if we can just pledge in our hearts to each give 10 bucks a week till Christmas, uh, we'll be looking good, and uh, we can bless them, and we'll just match that as well. Praise God forevermore. Amen, amen. So, Father, we just pray over your offering today. In Jesus' precious name, we thank you, Lord. And again, if you'd like to do that, just mark the amount you want to him, and we'll just accumulate it and give it to him at Christmas if that works. Amen? So praise God. Just put Terry Mize or just write orphans in whatever amount you like. You can give online at LishamarkMinistries.com or directly at TerryMize.com. Amen. <laughs> well, I should have been Anthony approved this message. <laughs> Amen. Father, it's good to be able to give. Amen. We bless you, Lord, with all of our substance, with all the first fruits of our increase that you've given in this land of the free, land of plenty, this kingdom of heaven on earth in America. Father, we bless you so much. We thank you, Lord, for the privilege to give, the privilege to receive, the privilege to sow, and the privilege to reap. We thank you, Lord, for more to do things with for the kingdom in these last days, to promote the gospel, to take care of the widows and orphans, which true religion is. And Father, we just bless you for all you've blessed us with. And we just sow into you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for a hundredfold harvest for everyone's seed that's sown into good, solid ground based on the Word of God. We bless you for doing it, Father. Say, harvest cometh to me now. Harvest is coming to me now. Hallelujah. There it is. Amen. Amen. You know, if you speak anything in line with the Word, Angels are right there to attend to it and to bring it in. Amen. And a hundredfold harvest is outlined in the Word of God. So you be expecting your hundredfold. And don't settle with just fivefold. Just wait till you get a hundred. Keep calling it in until it's a hundredfold. Amen? Amen. And God will multiply you. He is a multiplier. And He's in the multiplying business. Amen? Amen. Say, everything I touch multiplies. Everything I touch prospers. He has taught these hands. My hands to war and to prosper. The hands of Jesus himself on the earth. Thank you, Lord, for anointing my hands. I lay hands on the sick and they do recover. Amen. Praise God forevermore. You know, I pressed into the Lord. I told Pastor Art this yesterday. Um, and I pressed in in October and asked the Lord, Lord, do you have a word for 2021? What's... What's the year? Because I knew 2020 was the year of great change and great exchange, which we've seen. Great change and great exchange. Jesus has been whipping the money changers and turning over tables, hasn't he, in this government. So praise God forevermore. He's threshing his, his floor. He's threshing his church, separating the, the wheat from the chaff, the goats from the sheep, and uh, bless, pouring out blessings upon blessings. Great change and great exchange. So that great exchange is still happening. And the wealth of the sinner has been laid up for the just. But I asked him, no, do you have a word for 2021? And the only thing he told me was it's the year of the kingdom and freedom. It's the year of the kingdom and freedom. Which means any socialistic, communist party's agenda is out. Because this is the year of freedom, saith the Lord. Freedom. With liberty and justice for all. Amen. The year of the kingdom and freedom. And I hope you bear with me. I, I, this is going to be a good message. <laughs> and uh, we got a lot of word, if that's okay with you. Does everybody have an hour <laughs> to sow into God? Let's go to the beginnings, the book of beginnings. It's Genesis 1 again. Genesis 1. And I understand if you have to leave. Um, but this message will be stored on Facebook at Elisha Mark Ministries and on our podcast at Word at the Ranch. So please uh, check back and listen to it again. The Lord gave me this message. Genesis 1, the book of the beginnings. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Then God said, Light be, and light was. And God saw the light that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. So he's not talking about sun and moon here. 
Uh, we see that later on as we'll, as we'll read. He's talking about the presence of himself infiltrating the entire earth that was dark by the Holy Spirit who was hovering upon the face of the darkness. And God divided light from the darkness. Isn't that what he's doing right now? Mm -hmm. God divided the light from the darkness and God called the light day and the darkness he called night. So the evening and the morning were the first day. And stay with me. Then God said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters and let it divide the waters from the waters. Thus God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament. And it was so. And God called the firmament heaven. So the evening and the morning were the second day. Then God said, let the waters under the heavens be gathered together into one place. It is not let there. It's a commandment in the original uh, Hebrew. It's, it's not let. It's do this. <laughs> All God's plans carry commands for your life. God's plan for your life will always carry commands from the Lord with it. In, for instance, in 2005, God told me, feed my sheep. That carried a lofty command with it, too. That's a commandment, amen? But it's also a privilege, and it's a calling. So God's calling will always carry commands with them. That's how you know it's from God. Amen, amen. Then God said, yeah, yada, 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 verse 11. Hallelujah. God saw that it was good. Then God said, earth bring forth grass, commandment. The herb that yields seed and the fruit tree that yields fruit according to its kind, whose seed is in itself. All these are God said, by the way. He spoke these things into existence by saying them. And we have ten accounts of this. And the herbs that yield seed according to its kind, and the tree that yields fruit whose seed is in itself according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. So the evening and the morning were the third day. Then God said, Light in the firmament of heavens be to divide the day from the night. And let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and for years. And let them be for lights in the firmament of the heavens to give light on the earth. Now he's creating the sun and the moon. And it was so. Then God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also. God set them in the firmament of the heavens to give light on the earth and to rule over the day and over the night and to divide the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good, so the evening and the morning were the fourth day. Then God said, Let the waters abound with an abundance of living creatures, and let birds fly above the earth, across the face of the firmament of the heavens. So God created great sea creatures and every living thing that moves, with which the waters abounded according to their kind, and every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. And God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the waters in the seas, multiply, and let birds multiply on the earth. So the evening and the morning were the fifth day. Then God said, Let earth bring forth a living creature according to its kind, cattle and creeping thing and beast of the earth, each according to its kind. And it was so because God commanded it into existence. And God made the beast of the earth according to its kind, cattle according to its kind, and everything that creeps on the earth according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, again, let us make man. Notice the us there. Let us. More than one. Amen? Mm -hmm. Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. So Jesus was already created. He's here. According to our likeness, man. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. God is against liberalism, by the way. <laughs> people who exalt animals and pets above people. People who rescue animals and murder babies. Just wanted to throw that out there. We see that right there in the Word. He created all these things, and now he's going to put man in charge of all these things. And over all these things, created in his same exact image and likeness. Goats, sheep, dogs, wolves, all those creatures were not created in the image and likeness of God. Only man was. And man was called to have dominion over them. So God created man, verse 27, in his own image. 
In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them. What did God do right after he created man? He blessed them. How did he bless them? By speaking to them. Be fruitful, commandment. Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Our first purpose in life is to exercise dominion on the earth. And God said, see, I have given you every herb that yields seed. God talks a lot about seed, amen? Which is on the face of all the earth. And every tree whose fruit yields seed, to you it shall be for food. Meaning, sow the seed and reap a harvest. God's all about seed time and harvest. Genesis 8.22 says the law of seed time and harvest. As long as the earth remains, so shall seed time and harvest. To you it shall be for food, also to every beast of the earth, to every bird of the air, to everything that creeps on the earth in which there is life. I have given every green herb for food, and so it was. Then God saw everything that he had made, and indeed it was very good. The total completion after man, very good. That's what he thinks about you and me. All the creation we have, and God saw it was good, right? Now we have very good after he created us. Amen? Praise God. So the evening and the morning were the sixth day. So just say it with me. Saturday's the real Sabbath. (laughs) Thus the heavens and the earth and all the host of them were finished. And on the seventh day, Saturday, (laughs) God ended his work which he had done. And he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had done. Then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because in it he rested from all his work, which God had created and made. This is the history of the heavens and the earth when they were created, in the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens, before any plant of the field was in the earth, and before any herb of the field had grown. For the Lord God had not caused it to rain on the earth, and there was no man to till the ground. But a mist went up from the earth and watered the whole face of the ground. And verse 7. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground he created and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living being. Let's all just do this with me real fast. Take the deepest breath you can do and breathe out the longest you possibly can on the count of three. One, two, three. That's the breathalyzer test. God's still breathing. That's how big he is. God is still breathing life into every man that enters the earth. Where your breath ends, his breath begins. Lean on him for everything. God is still breathing. He breathed into the nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living being. The Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden, And there he put the man whom he had formed into this paradise where every need, every necessity, everything Adam needed was already provided for before he took him into that place. So your provision is in where God calls you to be. That's where your provision lies. It's not up to man. If God calls you to go get a job at Whole Foods, (laughs) that's where your provision is. Amen? Because you're following your commandments. His provision is where he calls you to be. And his provision will always be where he calls you to be. With Elijah, he sent, he sent Elijah to a brook where ravens would feed him. See, his provision was already at that brook, but he had to go to the brook. Amen? He didn't bring the brook to Elijah. He brought Elijah to the brook, but his provision was already prepared in that place. See, God's ahead of us, and he goes ahead of us. Then he called Elijah to a widow woman who had nothing. But his provision was already there. He just had to go there and follow orders. Amen? So when we do what God says to do, and we go where God says to go, God funds the task. Amen? And he provides for every need you'll ever have. You just have to follow orders. Amen? See, we're not in a democracy in the kingdom. We're in a kingdom with a reigning king. And if he says something and you do it, you're going to get blessed by the king himself. Amen? And you'll be a blessing to others as well. But notice that, that his provision was already established and God placed him in this land of abundance, lacking no good thing. Amen forevermore. 
And there he put the man whom he had formed, verse 9. And out of the ground the Lord God made every tree grow that is pleasant in the sight and good for food. The tree of life was also in the midst of the garden and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Life and the knowledge of good and evil. Notice uh, knowledge puffs up, but love edifies, the Bible says. Now a river went out of Eden to water the garden. All this was created before man got there. And there, from there it parted and became four river heads. The name of the first is Pishon. It is the one which skirts the whole land of Havilah, where there is gold. gold. God put gold in the land. And the gold of that land is good. Bedellium and onyx stone are there. The name of the second river is Gihon. It is the one which goes around the whole land of Cush. The name of the third river is Hedekel. It is with the one which goes toward the east of Assyria. The fourth river is the Euphrates. Verse 15. Then the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of paradise, the garden of Eden, for a purpose, to tend and to keep it, and literally to use his words to keep the devil, Satan, Lucifer, who operated as a serpent at that time, out of the garden, out of his paradise, out of all which God uh, created for Adam. Adam's command was to keep the thief out of it, to preserve it. It's self-preserved if there's no thief, amen? And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat, for in the day that you eat of it you shall surely die. We know Adam lived 930 years on the earth, so he's not talking about physical death here. And if he died spiritually, he'd be dead. So it's not spiritual death either. Adam literally fell beneath the light line. He fell from light, which was separated from darkness in the beginning, and he fell into darkness. He lost sight of God. He fell beneath the light line into darkness that was already separated. Because he lived another 930 years, had children, multiplied, was fruitful, still carried out the commandments. He just lost sight of God. And the Lord God said, It is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper comparable to him. Comparable to him. Say compatibility attracts. (laughs) Not opposites. Comparabilities attract, right? That's what attracted Eve to Adam, amen? They were in attraction through their comparableness. God created that woman for him to be comparable to him so that she could help him. Knew what he needed. She knew him. She knew what he was like. She was comparable to him so that she could uh, thoroughly help him. And verse 19, out of the ground. (laughs) Say, the Lord has a perfect mate for me too. (laughs) And he's calling her to myself if you're a man. And he's calling him to me if you're a woman. Amen. And if you don't want to get married, say, Jesus is good all the time. (laughs) He's all the man I need. (laughs) Amen. Out of the ground the Lord God formed every every beast of the field and every bird of the air and brought them to Adam. He brought them to Adam. You know, 2 Corinthians 8, 9 says, God is able to make all grace abound toward you. He brought all these animals to Adam to name. He brought them to Adam to see what he would call them. He left this up to Adam. And Adam said, he gave charge to Adam. I give you dominion over all my creation. What you going to do? I want to see. This is fun. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. He brought them to Adam to see what he would call them. And whatever Adam called each living creature, that was its name. So Adam gave names to all the cattle, to the birds of the air, and to every beast of the field. But for Adam there was not found a helper comparable to him. Lord, help. I'm doing this all myself. This is a lot of work here. Where's she at? Verse 21, And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam, and he slept. (laughs) Uh, My translation would be, Adam, shut up. Knocks him out. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh in its place. Then the rib which the Lord God had taken from man. If you study that that word rib out, it, it, it actually refers more to a DNA strand or a cell of Adam. He literally took a cell from Adam 
and he made into a woman. That's a man with womb. Woman. Man with womb. And he brought her to the man. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. It's not just a rib. (laughs) She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. And now man is taken out of her. Her womb, amen? She's the life giver now. She's the incubator. And I've said this before. (laughs) If you bring home a woman groceries, she'll make you a meal. She's an incubator. Um, If you give her a house, she'll give you a home. And if you give her trouble, she'll give you help. (laughs) Women are incubators. (laughs) Man with womb, amen? They'll, They'll grow anything you put into them. Praise God forevermore. Therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. Notice the man came from his father, his, his, his uh, mother's womb, the life giver, and now he's cleaved to his wife, and they shall now become one flesh. One flesh. One flesh. And they were both naked. So you ought to be closer to your wife if you have one than anyone else on the planet. Amen. You and your wife are one, and you're the only two people on earth who will ever be one flesh, according to the Word of God. Even in the midst of adultery, your wife will be the only person called to you that's one flesh with you, no matter what. It's a holy union. It's a sanctification. That's why the devil comes so hard against it. Anyone I've met, ourselves included, have immense trouble in the beginning of marriage because the devil knows how powerful it is. He knows it's the only person on earth that you'll agree with and things will get done and you'll bring heaven to earth with because you're one flesh. You have to praise your wife more than any other person on the earth. Amen. You're called to her and she's called to you. You won't have that relationship with anybody else your entire life. Amen. It's a holy union sanctified by heaven. That's how powerful it is, and the devil knows it. And here we see the devil come in through this union. Notice it wasn't until woman was created, his helpmate, that the devil tried to come in. He's trying to break up this marriage, this holy union on the earth. Because now God knows things can get multiplied with this helpmate at his side. One flesh, active, act, acting as one on this earth. Chapter 3, verse 1. Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. He made him. He made the serpent. And he said to the woman, Has God indeed said? He said to the woman, This is Satan, Lucifer, that fell from heaven, occupying a serpent, speaking through an animal, just like Balaam. Amen. That donkey, remember? So we, we see spirits who can speak through beast. I'm still waiting for the Lord to speak through our rabbit. And he said to the woman, it's coming, I believe it. (laughs) I laid hands on that bunny the other day. I baptize you in the Holy Ghost. You are now anointed in Jesus' name. I'm expecting words from heaven to come through that bunny, amen? (laughs) Who knows what's going to happen there? I'm ready. (laughs) And the, I'm sorry. And he said to the woman, he, he, Lucifer, said through this serpent, Has God indeed said, you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? The answer is yes. (laughs) He did. He told me to not eat of every tree of the garden. And the woman said to the serpent, notice she's speaking to an animal, exercising her dominion. Amen. We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden. She wasn't trained properly. Otherwise, she would have just said, get, get. And that would have ended Satan right there. And the wood, she had the same authority Adam had. They're one. We may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden. God has said, you shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die and fall beneath the light line. <laughs> then the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die. Well, that's a lie. If God said they were, that means they were. If God said it, that settles it. Whether you believe it or not, that settles it. And we see that happen. Then the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die, for God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, 
No, they were perfect. They were just like us. Their eyes and of their understanding were enlightened through Christ, through the light that was called into being. They were living in the light. Satan's a liar and the father of them. He says, your eyes will be open. No, they were fully open. All they thought about was God. All they talked about and saw was God. They didn't even see themselves, the Bible says. But he's lying to them and he says, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So then the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree desirable to make one wise. She took of its fruit and ate. She also gave to her husband with her, and he ate. Then the eyes of both of them were open, and they knew, I would say closed here, and they knew that they were naked. They knew that they were naked by eating the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, they came in sight of themselves and lost sight of God. And now they're striving to meet their own needs instead of looking to God for everything, their provider. They drop belief the light line. And now they're in the dark trying to figure out their own lives, trying to figure out how to survive, trying to figure out how to do everything because they lost sight of God. Praise God for the last Adam, the Lord Jesus Christ. They were in Jesus to begin with, just like we are. They fell out of grace. They fell out of unity with him. They fell out of light into darkness. Amen. And where, where was I? Then the eyes of both of them were open, verse 7, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together. What do we do? We're naked. we got to make some clothes. They sewed fig leaves together. I have an idea. <laughs> Let's sew leaves. Let's not touch the animals. Let's sew leaves together. That'll be great. And made themselves coverings. And they heard the sound of the Lord God. Was it a still small voice or was it a, a mighty rushing wind? I wonder. Then they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. What's he going to say about these fig leaves? These things look horrible. Let's hide. <laughs> he is not going to approve of this wardrobe. <laughs> then the Lord God called to Adam and said to him, Where are you? See, you're no longer clothed in my light. I have to look for you. Where are you? Where did you go? He fell beneath the light line. Hmm. Amen. There's more to that. Lord, give it to me. Amen. The cool of the day and Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. Then the Lord called to Adam in charge of everything, now hiding themselves among what was created and given over the, to them to rule and exercise dominion over. Verse 9, Then the Lord God called to Adam and said to him, Where are you? So he said, I heard your voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. And he said, Who told you that you were naked? Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded you that you should not eat? Then, man, then the man said, the woman whom you gave to be with me, she gave it to me of the tree and I ate. And the Lord, notice how, this is how I do, because of this verse, this is how I operate in my house. <laughs> then he said to the woman, so if Sophie blames someone, I'm going to go to her. And then I'll deal with Sophie later. Amen? So he says to the woman, notice he didn't rebuke Adam. He didn't say anything to Adam yet, right? He goes to the one Adam blamed. That's how much uh, he trusts Adam. <laughs> he goes to the one Adam blamed to the woman. <laughs> the woman you gave me did it. And the Lord God said to the woman, What is this you have done? The woman said, The serpent deceived me. No one's taking responsibility here. The serpent received me and I ate. So the Lord God said to the serpent, Notice he didn't deal with the woman there. He just went, trusted her as well went to the serpent. Because you have done this, now he puts the blame on the blame where the blame is due. The devil. Just like you and me should. 
Amen. We wrestle not with flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, the word of God. Know the truth, and the truth will set you free. But he blames the devil and places the blame where it should be, on his head. And this is the first thing he says. So the Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, you are cursed, more than all the cattle and more than every beast of the field. That's why I don't like snakes. On your belly you shall go, and you shall eat dust all the days of your life. Which man was created from? Exercising dominion again, putting them in charge. And I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head. Here's the prophecy of the last Adam, who will come to earth, Jesus Christ the Messiah. He will bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. He will be on top of you, you'll be under him for eternity. To the woman he said, I will greatly multiply your sorrow and your conception. In pain you shall bring forth children, your desire shall be for your husband, and he shall rule over you. Rule over you. This is the curse. Amen. We see uh, families in India, Muslims, we see other religions still under this curse. When they get married, it's the worst day of that woman's life. Now they're coming unto a husband who rules over them, beats them, whatever they really want to do. Because they're under his authority now. This is the curse. Amen? If you're a Christian, you've been redeemed out of this. Now you go back to the beginning. She's a perfect helpmate, comparable to myself, made in the same exact image and likeness of God. We're doing this together. Amen? I'm not above her. She's not above me. We're one. Amen? This part is under the curse, and we see religions all over the world operate under this curse still. Women are beaten, women are abused. That's the curse. Then to Adam he said, so now he's getting back to Adam. Because you have heeded the voice of your wife and have eaten from the tree of which I commanded you. He's really talking about here, because you've exalted your wife's voice over mine and have eaten from the tree of which I commanded you, saying, praise God for uh, spirit-filled women who have the voice of God, amen? Of which I commanded you, saying, you shall not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for your sake, and toil, this is under the curse. Again, if you're a Christian, you've been redeemed out of this curse as well. In toil you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Both thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you, and it'll make your job real hard. And you shall eat the herb of the field. In the sweat of your face you shall eat bread and survive now. Till you return to the ground, for out of it you were taken. For dust you are, and to dust you shall return. The world has to see a difference between us and them. If this is the world's way under the curse, they're providing all their needs for themselves because they're below the light line still, in darkness, trying to find out how to do this life. If this is their curse that they're still under, they ought to see it different in us. And God providing all of our needs and resources, and we live happily ever after on the earth. That's, amen? They ought to see the kingdom in, in full view. Light and darkness, right? Where God provides everything we need for us. Our job's fun. We're on assignment. We're on commandment. Amen? And God meets all of our needs according to his riches and glory through Christ Jesus, the light. Amen. They have to see a difference between darkness and light for them to come to the light. Amen. For dust you are, to dust you shall return. And Adam called his wife's name Eve. Even named his, even named his wife. I named mine good. <laughs> You're so good. And Adam called his wife's name Eve because she was the mother of all living. Also for Adam and his wife, the Lord God, the Lord, the first tailor, I know God's in the tailor business, amen? In the garment business. And that's why I believe Paul the Apostle was a tailor himself. And a tent maker. Which really means outward covering. I believe he was a clothes designer. I'll just put it plainly. <laughs> in this generation. God was. What was the first thing God did for them? God made them their own clothes. Himself. For Adam and his wife, the Lord God made tunics. A lot better than fig leaves of skin, animal skin, and clothe them. Just stay in these till Jesus comes. 
It'll be a couple thousand of years, but just stay here in these till he comes. <laughs> then the Lord God said, Behold, the man has become like one of us. The man has become like one of us. There it is again, plural again. To know good and evil. And now lest we put out his hand and take also of the tree of life and eat and live forever. We know, we know here he died at 930, 930 years. Therefore the Lord God sent him out of the garden of Eden to till the ground from which he was taken. So he drove out the man and he placed cherubim at the east of the garden of Eden and a flaming sword which turned every way to guard the way of the tree of life. Is that the end of chapter 3? Amen. That is the end of chapter 3. And now we go on. And Adam knew his wife and she conceived. So see, the curse didn't affect their commandment. Uh, they still had children. The blessing line still established. Abraham came from this line. Noah came from this line. David came from this line. Joseph, Jesus' dad, came from this lineage. The blessing line. Joseph, we see, come from this line. The blessing lines track all the way from this man through Abel all the way down to Jesus on either side, Mary and Joseph. It's amazing how God did this. A perfect fabricer. <laughs> You know, knitting everything right into place. Amazing. Say God's in charge. I ain't have to worry about nothing. Amen. And then we see the lineage continue right here. Do you want me to go there real fast? We see Enoch who was taken up, but he's still in the blessing line. Methuselah. All these names are given to us for a reason because God is all about heritage and honor and respect. We see the blessing line continue all the way through Jesus. Praise God forevermore. I think we end, we'll end Genesis right there. Luke 3, I'm reading the Christmas story in the book of Luke. I'm reading a chapter a day till Christmas. If you'd like to join us on that, it's a great thing to do. And I'm on uh, chapter 3. But at the end of chapter 3, which was yesterday actually, um, we see the follow-up on that lineage carried into the New Testament here through Luke, the author of Luke. And right at the end of Luke 3, we see the lineage of Jesus and the lineage of Joseph right here carried out to his birth. And then right at the end of, of, of uh, chapter 3, Luke 3, it says, The son of Enosh, the son of Seth, taking it all the way back to Adam. The son of Adam, the son of God. Get that. Adam was the son of God. Adam was the son of God. Now go with me to 1 Corinthians 15. 1 Corinthians 15. And we'll start in verse 20 here. But now. Say now with me. Now. now. Christ is risen from the dead and has become the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since by man came death, Adam, by man also came the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, all are sold under Adam's transgression when they enter this earth. They have to be born again to live and to come back into the light line, to see God again. They must be born again to see God, to see the Father, to see the Creator through His Son, Jesus Christ, the light of the world. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ, the Anointed One, all shall be made alive. But each one in his own order, Christ the firstfruits, afterward those who are Christ at His coming. Then comes the end, when He, Christ, delivers the kingdom to God the Father. God put his whole kingdom. God put his son in charge of his whole kingdom. Jesus was the creator of all things. Then he puts an end to all rule and all authority and power. He does, Jesus. Verse 25, For he, Jesus, must reign till he has put all enemies under his feet. Where's his feet? Say, that's me. You're the body of Christ. We are his feet, as Ephesians says. Ephesians says the same thing. He's placed all things under his feet, his body, the church. 
He must reign. This world will not end until this. Till he has put all enemies under his feet. I would say Hillary Clinton was an enemy. That's just one. George Soros was an enemy. That's another. People who have tied themselves to the devil's agenda. Enemies. He's going to reign until all the enemies to the church are placed under our feet. Then he's going to wrap this thing up. The last enemy that will be destroyed is death. For he has put all things under his feet. But when he says all things are put under him, it is evident that he who put all things under him is accepted. Now when all things are made subject to him, he's a king. Then the son himself will also be subject to him who put all things under him. Jesus is in charge and he's handing his kingdom back to the father to rule and reign over it for all, for all time. That God may be all in all. That God may be all in all. And skip with me to verse 40. There are also celestial bodies and terrestrial bodies. Heavenly bodies is celestial and earthly bodies is terrestrial. But the glory of the celestial is one and the glory of the terrestrial is another. There is one glory of the sun, another glory of the moon, and another the glory of the stars. For one star differs from another star in glory. Verse 42. So also is the resurrection of the dead. The body is sown in corruption. It is raised in incorruption. It is sown in dishonor. Back to the dust. But it is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. It is sown a natural body. It is raised a supernatural body. A spiritual body. There is a natural body and there is a spiritual body. And so it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living being. The last Adam. Jesus Christ. The last Adam. Folks, if you're with Jesus, if you've received the last Adam, you've come full circle back into the Garden of Eden again. The last Adam became a life-giving spirit. However, the spiritual is not first, but the natural. And afterward, the spiritual. The first man was of the earth, made of dust. The second man, the second Adam literally means man, mankind. The second man is the Lord from heaven. As was the man of dust, so also are those who are made of dust. And as is the heavenly man, so also are those, say that's me. So also are those who are heavenly. That's you and me, amen? And as we have borne the image of the man of the dust, these bodies, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly man, our spirit man, the real us inside these earthly temples and earthen bodies. Verse 50, our final victory. Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God because it was sold under sin, nor does corruption inherit incorruption. Behold, I tell you a mystery, Paul says. We shall not all sleep, but we all shall be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. <laughs> For the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. For so when this corruptible has put on incorruption, and this mortal has put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that it is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your sting? O Hades, hell, where is your victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, verse 57, who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> amen, amen. See, say I'm doing victory. victory. Through who? Through yourself? 
through Jesus, who you've been bought into. You're in the light again. You're illuminated. You're a light on a hill that can't be put out. You're the righteousness of God in Him. You're in perfect standing with God, face to face again, just like Adam was in the garden. You can walk with Him. You can flow with Him. You can commune with Him. You can go anywhere with this man. You're back in the light. Jesus came, the last Adam, to give you your light back. And now you are illuminated fully. He called us out of darkness into the kingdom of His glorious Son. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Verse 58, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, knowing who you are and who you're in. Always abounding in the work of the Lord. Always abounding. And Paul did this more than any other Christian who's lived, I think. Always abounding in the work of the Lord. Knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Meaning whatever Jesus tells you to do, it has a reward attached for you. And only you can do what Jesus told you to do. Nobody else can fulfill your assignment but you. No one else will have your thumbprint. Only you can be you. So find out what Jesus needs you to do. And we'll be blessed because of it. The earth will be blessed. He'll be blessed because of it. You'll be blessed because of it. Once you find out your purpose, what he tells you to do, and we'll just go ahead and do it. And praise God, we'll see great days ahead. Everyone in their column, everyone in line in the army of Christ, fulfilling their purpose that only they can fulfill. Nobody else can be you. Nobody else can stand in your shoes and do what you're called to do. Therefore, your assignment, your purpose, your mission, your commission on earth is of vital importance to the kingdom of heaven. Let no one talk you out of who you are. You're the righteousness of God in him. Amen? Nobody can be you but you. So be all the you you can be. Amen? Amen. Keep staying in the light. Keep seeing the light. And God will arise in your hearts. He's so good. Father, we thank you for your word given to man on this earth. That this Bible we can live by. We can do what it says. We can follow you according to your word, your commandments. Be doers of the word and see bright days ahead. Lord, charge everyone in this low period where you're working in. Charge them. Outroot, uproot anything from their lives that may hinder their call and assignment, any addiction, any sin, any hindrance that's upon us, Lord. Remove it in Jesus' precious name. Remove any yoke of burden. Set us free according to your word that we may see good days and live long lives on this earth. Thank you, Father, for every assignment, every calling, every creation, every man, every woman that you've called and created with a single purpose that nobody else can perform. Lord, make it rise, rise up, 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 deeper and higher, higher still in our hearts to see it with our minds and our imaginations, to see our race before us, not looking back, but looking before us into all you have for us. The end of this year and 2021, the year of your kingdom and freedom. Help us run our race with strength. Singularly focus us on our assignment and task. I ask for our eyes to see and ears that hear every word that proceeds from heaven in us, your saints. Let us tune into your voice like never before this year. Let us listen. Let us obey the King you are. Help us to obey. Help us to hear and obey. Have your perfect way in me. Have your perfect work in us. Cleanse our hearts from the past. Fix our eyes on what they're supposed to be fixed on and eliminate all distractions. Holy Spirit, you're the helper. We can't do it without you here on the earth. We need your help. You're the standby, the helper. Thank you for coming in 
in greater measure, leading us into all truth, leading us into the word that'll set us free in our circumstance, leading us into Jesus's assignment. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, thank you. We bless you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord Jesus. It's funny, you try to give the Holy Spirit praise and he directs it right back to Jesus, the King of Kings. Father, we just bless you today. We thank you in this place. Thank you, thank you, thank you for all you've given us this holiday season. We honor you this month. You came to earth to set men free, the last Adam, to redeem men out of the curse that was pronounced upon the earth. Thank you, Lord, that we're curse-free and we're living in the blessing of the Lord, and it maketh rich, and you add no sorrow with it. Thank you, Jesus, for the best wives we've ever lived. We call forward in 2021 the best year yet. And the best is yet to come. If you agree with that, say amen. amen. Thanks everyone for being with us. We love you guys. Amen. Thank you online.